0: we've got a really fun episode for you talking about employee training today. Before we get to that, I want to give a few thanks. One is to Float Helm for supporting the show. Floathelm, we are proud to support on this show because they create an awesome scheduling software that is great for any float center that is going to help manage your float tanks. It's going to help manage the chemistry of your water, make sure that your employees and yourselves are able to track everything that's going on with your water. They also have great project management software built into it. It's just baked into the actual product, so You don't have to buy all these different pieces of software or subscriptions, it all can come through in Helm, which is extremely helpful. It's got a really clean user interface for customers uh, who are scheduling on there, and it's not just for float tanks. You can do massage, acupuncture. It's great. The float shop is currently transitioning to finally fully be on board with Helm, as now it supports everything that we want to do, and it is awesome, but don't take my word for it. Take the time to go to floathelm.com and schedule a tour. Schedule a time where they will jump on Skype and walk you through everything you need to know, answer all your questions, and it's amazing. They've got a wonderful team over there. So again, Floathelm.com is where you want to go to get started. I also want to give word to the Float Conference. It is happening. If you don't have tickets yet, what are you doing? Come on down. This is a big one. This is the the first one that's committee run. It's in Denver. It's no longer in Portland. This is a big deal. They've got some amazing speakers. As always, I'm super excited to see Dr. Feinstein there. Um, Gosh, yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm so excited to see the members of the podcast here. I'm so excited to see the listeners of the podcast here. Let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you a drink. Let's hang out. Let's chat. Let's talk about all the problems with running a float center and and, uh, work out the next topic for our our next episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Floatconference.com is where you want to go. It's September 28th and 29th. You can show up the Friday before, and there's lots of stuff to do as well, fun activities and a big party the night of as well. So there's plenty to do. There's nothing like the Float Conference. It's so important for the industry, and it's so important for reviving me for the rest of the year. It's big time. Uh, so come find me. Come say hello. I'm an introvert. I might be I might be looking, looking pretty shy, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't come up and say hello. So uh, please do. And go to floatconference.com to look at all the speakers, all the activities, and get your tickets. It's time. Let's do this. All right. Here's the music. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float thrive. I am Dylan. I own The Float Shop in Portland, Oregon, and I am a morning person. I love to open up The Float Shop at 7 a.m. I'm never late, ever. And I love that time in the morning getting things ready and welcoming those first happy customers because everybody seems like they're in a good mood when they first walk into The Float Shop for The Floats at 8 a.m. Or if they want to soak their feet at 7.45 I am Drew, I am the owner of New Hampshire Float in Londonderry, New Hampshire.
1: I also prefer the morning because that's the time when I'm playing music, I'm dancing around, sweeping the floors, cleaning the toilets, and that's the moment where I'm super proud to be my own business owner, and I get to be by myself and enjoy that. Yeah, I I do some good moves and (laughs) vacuum and sweep and mop, and for a moment, I'm like, this is awesome. And then the day starts and...
2: Then
3: the world. Well, my name is Gloria Morris, and I own Float 60. And when I um, spend time in the studios, I like being there at night. I think I'm a vampire. I think there's a calmer vibe at night. And um, I kind of just like being there when the city is bright with lights. And I think it has more to do with the external feeling in the city than you know, being there in the morning in the rush hour. Um, Yeah, I would say I'm a night shift person.
1: Londonderry, New Hampshire is not as cool as Chicago in the nighttime.
2: (laughs) 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 And I'm Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave Indiana. And I'm with Gloria. I'm a night owl. Um, I am slow to rise. My words are even slower, Um, but I'm super chill. And I love to be up really, really late. So I'm definitely a closer.
0: Well, I'm going to take veteran. I'm gonna, I'm going to take a card here. I'm going to go twice. I love clo. I used to love closing because you get the last floaters of the of the night and they'll hang out for 30, 40 minutes and I used to live right next door, but you get to have the longest conversations and go deep, just deep dive. Whereas like the rest of the day there is a certain amount of business, right? Like you got to get next, you got to do the laundry, you got to do this, you got to do that. But you just get to hang with these people, and it's only your time you're sacrificing. And it wasn't so bad because I just get to walk across the street at the end of the night. Uh, that was a really sweet time.
2: There's so much less pressure at night. Like yeah. daytime, you know, you're you're cleaning. you got to get it ready for people to come in. And then mm-hmm. at night, like, I just love not being rushed, you know?
1: I agree with that, Kim. And the, the last two floats of the night, I think, in my mind, are... Kind of no, like I I agree with you about the no pressure, right? It's the night's almost over. If you're a few minutes behind, no big deal. If you chit chat a little bit more here or there, not as big of a deal as at noon where it can back up the whole day. Right. So there's definitely less pressure later on in the night.
0: Well, now we should all tell our ages because it's <laughs> <That's> not. <laughs> <When I laughs> I'm pretty sure i
3: <laughs>
0: When I hit my thirties, all of a sudden, staying up late was not so much fun anymore, and that's why I like the morning shift now. Because I get tired. Even if we were to shut down <laughs> at the eight o'clock floats, I'd be like, "All right, I'm done here." So staying up till ten o'clock and then closing—that's tough on me. I get tired. So. I'm an opener. Drew's an opener. You two are closers. That's a great shift split right there, right? Yeah. That that you works out. Open a center. Center. All right. Let's That's, let's, oh, let's, let's do guys. it. All right. Gives <laughs> in charge of documentation and training. Great. Uh, so so. <laughs> we talked about this in the last episode, right? Like you want to put people in the right slot that works for them. And maybe there is some disagreement on that concept. Like you should be totally flexible and, and be able to accomplish anything. But I think that's a little bit too far. <clears throat> True. But, uh, <laughs> but, but how, how do you guys work out your schedule? It's a, it's a really funny, odd beast. And it's a lot more complicated than I remember. Cause I, use, I do our scheduling now. I haven't done our schedule for many, many years and I used to do it, and we had, I don't know, just a handful of employees, you know, two employees. And uh, so it was quite the wake-up call to, to pick that up again. So I'm curious, what is your, what's your baseline for creating your schedule, Gloria?
3: So I have the philosophy that if you have the same people working the same shifts, you're going to get more consistency. Mm-hmm. So I like to have what I call anchors in the morning to open, people I know that... Understand the procedures and policies, but most of all, people who I know will be reliable and get there on time. Um, that is a critical part of so the job, right? Yes, yes. Um, so, knowing you can depend on your openers, I can only think of two times today being one of them where the opener did not close or did not show up on time. Oh, wow. So, that's a big factor. So, having the consistency with opening and closing is primary to me that is um, you know kind of setting up the schedule for the weekend and the fillers are the mid-shift because we do have two people on shift most of the time sometimes three um well three normally in river north and two everywhere else um so it's it's something that we just kind of plug in and then kind of fit people in around that can
0: you tell me about how you have three people on staff does that include your manager then is that why or is it no. because of the busyness with the number of tanks and
3: yeah it's it's strictly because of you know being at capacity on the weekends we need basically two people cleaning rooms that change over and then one person being up at the front and uh that's that's been a challenge to kind of come to that realization that you really need three to be good at delivering customer service mm-hmm. you can get by with two but i think your service suffers so we made the investment really to agree have that third person and focus on being in the front Um, with our new location. It's definitely harder because I said, you know, we have two, but that's not necessarily true. Now that I'm thinking about that again, we have an opener and a closer because we don't have a lot of that uh, volume in the middle yet. Mm -hmm. So um, that creates some moments of isolation, which I know we talked about on the last episode. Um, But yeah, when we're rocking, you need three people for sure.
0: Gloria, that is so amazing. I love that you do that. I think it's so easy to cut corners. That is something the float shop has done. We've never bridged the gap to having three people on staff. And I've always said that is the ideal. And when I do consulting, I say that is the ideal. Uh, Having somebody in the back, having somebody welcome new floaters, and having somebody touching base with people coming out of their floats uh, is amazing. We're also not able to answer the phones during transitions. We just have to let it go to voicemail. And I hate that. So that's amazing that you do that. I love that. Those <laughs> centers don't necessarily, they're not flush with cash at any given moment. So to, to make that sacrifice, that's really impressive to me. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and ask now is everybody willing to share their schedule on the website? And we will delete names and everything, but just a snapshot of what a schedule looks like um, any random week that looks, you know, yeah, like what you totally. know to do. Because yeah. I'd, I'd yeah, love to sure. see what your schedule looks like. Does everybody use Helm here or are we using different systems? Okay. I use Helm. Wow, they got a monopoly on the float centers. No, no, Kim, no. no. You don't use Oh, oh Kim, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm the
2: odd man out. Yes, uh, we use Wellness Living
0: wellness living okay great Mm -hmm. so a little diversity in what we're showing cool Um, wow Gloria that really impresses me cool and I'd just like
1: to point out Gloria I think that's important where you're talking about the customer service aspect Um, Dylan in old episodes there was definitely somebody I forget who who talked about having a three room float center and saying one person could could work that and I have a three room float center with only two open right now with the third coming on and I don't feel comfortable with one person doing that in order to give that customer service experience where you can talk to people. Some people want to talk about their float after. And I think that's important to kind of, um, you know, they, they're getting that, um, that, that confirmation or, or they have questions or to, to be able to say their experience, they're just excited. To have someone there versus, oh, sorry, I'm out in the back cleaning. I I think that's important. And you could potentially take a hit when it comes to paying somebody, right? But maybe you're going to have somebody build that relationship that has that customer leaving saying, that was awesome. That person talked to me. They listened to me. They said some really cool things. And now I'm leaving an awesome review online. And I'm telling 10 people
0: about how awesome my experience was.
3: I think the other... Oh, go ahead.
0: But just also to, so I 100% agree with what you're saying. And also the business aspect of, did they know that there was a starter pack? Did they know that there's a membership? Like there's also just that connect afterwards that just means more business. Uh, Gloria, please.
3: So the other major dynamic in our scheduling approach is whether or not you have more than one modality. So I know, Kim, you have your salt room with cryotherapy. You have to have somebody there who understands kind of how to fit people in that are walk-ins. You get a lot of walk-in traffic, which is completely opposite of the float appointments, right? So we have that constant flow of people, and that's another reason that it's driving the need for more labor and flexibility. Um, I, I think also when you talk about customer service and you're talking about retail and you're talking about sales, one incremental sale by you being there, pays for that person's hour, usually, right? Mm. If you can get it. It, Depending upon if you have that, if you have retail and you can justify that, then it's almost worth putting that in. So that's another reason why we can do the third person because we do have that expectation that that customer service person is not just being there to make them tea or giving them water. We're having a dialogue about what we're offering and some product knowledge about whatever it is, whether it's CBD or on it or whatever we have. Right. So even if it doesn't show up in that transaction, it might show up in another because you're providing yeah. some kind of education. Mm.
2: Yeah. And I think that's a, a really big point though, of, like your transition times also really matter because thinking, you know, drew what you were saying before about um, making sure that somebody's there to talk to them when they're coming out of their floats. Um, there are many days that we have one person running the whole center and um, And that's open to close. That person is there, you know, until we hire full-time employees. Um, But we've scheduled it in a way that it makes sense for us to do that and that we can, typically, we can handle it. Um, So, for example, we run two-hour chunks, uh, two-hour blocks for our floats, but we have 75-minute floats. That's our standard. Um, And we always, you know, and, and we pulled, you know, from way back in the Art of the Float days, Lance used to say, up to 60, up to 90 or, right. you know, whatever it was. It was always up to rather than getting people so hung up on the uh, time. Right. And I right. loved that concept. And so we do the same thing. We always say, you know, this room is yours. Your float, it lasts up to 75 minutes. Um, but then that gives us time because it is a 75 minute, um, you know, float in a two hour block that gives us plenty of time to change all three rooms and, you know, get somebody in. What gets a little crazy though is sometimes if salt cave folks come in, um, early or really late or that sort of thing because our salt cave runs every hour on the half hour and so we should typically have plenty of time and most people they're not even going to see each other people who are floating and in the salt cave they're not even going to cross paths our little bitty lounge can handle it um but it's when folks are running late or you know getting out early or that sort of stuff if they arrive early that's when you're like oh, what do I do? Um, and so those are the cases where we try to have somebody on the mid-shift on our three busiest days. W- right now, it's, you know, typically two busiest days, but, um, you know, so that's uh, Saturday, Friday, and Monday. Um, and sometimes, though, we don't have anybody on all of those. Um, so we work it with one, and it's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Whew.
1: Kim, I'd like to add that is, you know, especially when you first start out, if you're the main one person working the flow center, that's going to happen. And when we first opened in New Hampshire, there would be people who came in at the worst possible time. I'm trying to clean, (laughs) right? There's someone I'm talking to I need to clean. And someone comes (laughs) in and says, hey, can I see a room? It's a mess. I have to clean it. I want to. They don't know what floating is. So I need to explain floating. They have a million questions. I'm by myself. I go in the room, I am sweat- I go in the back, I'm cleaning, I'm sweating profusely. I started bringing in extra T-shirts because yeah. I'd, I'd want to change and have a nice dry shirt on because yeah. I'd have, be all sweaty, right?
2: We, so, we keep all of our uniforms <coughs> at the center for that reason. Like, yeah, we, wow.
3: we're starting to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, Drew, you bring up a great point, and I, I know we're talking about employee scheduling here, but I think talking about the guest schedule is also... Super important. So, we have trained our guests pretty well and, and always amazed at how respectful people are to time. Um, when you kind of ask them to come 15 minutes early, knowing they'll be on time, mm. right? Or if you tell them to come at on the hour, they'll come within the 15 minutes after. So, kind of tricked, you know, your, your uh, kind of trick people into that uh, behavior. And it's, it's worked pretty well. We a lot, two hours for the appointment time as well. And we feel like, you know, all of the 90 minutes really get used up with the shower. So I'm just curious, Kim, about the 75 minutes. When you tell them that, are they taking, you know, 90 minutes anyway, or are they, well, how, how does that work? Cause that's a seven minute before and after shower, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And which works out perfectly with our filtration systems too, because it's running, you know, um, the post or the pre-float is going to run, um, while they're showering. And then the post float, there's actually a little bit of a window before it actually kicks in that final filtration system. But, um, Mm -hmm. ours works out pretty perfectly. We tell people that the suite is yours for up to 90 minutes. Um, and we often get them back if they show up early, because we do the same thing. We ask people to arrive 10 to 15 minutes early, especially if it's their first float. And I tell Mm -hmm. people like, 10 minutes early is perfect, even if it's not your first float, because if the room is open, I'm going to get you back there. Like, I I want to try to get ahead of it. Okay, I want to
3: ask you a question on Mm -hmm. that, because to me, I've trained the team to really be respectful of the times. Mm -hmm. And I know I've told people that arrive early, significantly early, 10 minutes might not be that big of a deal. But When you're talking 15 minutes early and the rooms are fairly close to each other you really run the risk of the person next to them at least in the way one of our field centers is set up the rooms are very close to each other yeah. you don't That's want really to hard. mess up the operation by starting a shower 15 minutes before the next one. So are you like how does that work for your center?
2: Yeah, um we actually have a really unique setup because we have two rooms that are together and then one that's kind of away from it. And so two rooms share a wall, they actually share the shower. And so we try to put the people who are coming together in two and three where individuals wait a minute.
3: they share a shower.
2: they share a the shower wall?
3: Oh, like, I was going to yes. say wait. Hey, <laughs> it's a different Hold kind of center, on, right I'm talk about this somewhere. <laughs> Um, no, they
2: share yeah. a shower wall. So they're they're uh, mirror images of each other. Okay. Um, and so yes. we are booking my we do flight right now.
3: <laughs> I was going to say,
2: how far are you from me? Yeah. Okay. But we, I guess we I'll do see pay you pay there, Gloria. <laughs> shower party, <laughs> it's, you know, everybody coming down. Yes, um, I,
0: I knew what you meant. Yeah. Shared wall, shared wall. Yeah, right.
2: shared wall. Um, but we pay attention to that, that, you know, we are going to make sure if somebody is there early, and we're getting them into the tank early, then we're going to typically try to move them into the single room instead of the ones that are kind of back to back to each other.
3: Okay, so this brings cool. up a whole nother topic. And I'm sorry that I'm now like, really <laughs> <middleizing> this <laughs> this line of questioning. But we have to be careful because we have different tanks. Mm-hmm. So, when you have this, is the benefit of having all one tank. It doesn't freaking matter which one they go in, right? You've got but it. it floats 60, mm-hmm. it sure does because one is very drastic,
2: mm-hmm. different.
3: From the other, right? So yeah. we can't do that. as flexible. So yes, and that we was part of our thought process. For people who are, yeah,
2: yeah, that was one of the major reasons that we love that idea. Um, besides, you know, simplicity, only keeping one kind of part in stock, and there was a lot of thought. Mm. We also he took do... the easy way out. Well, thank goodness
0: she had <laughs> Art of the Float to listen to. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All the things I wish we had
2: thought about. Yes, <laughs> but you know, the flip side of that though is, you know, if somebody comes in and they don't like the room that we've got, then and well, no, that's, that's kind of it, yeah, you know, that's it, right. um, but knock on wood, thankfully people seem to enjoy it and they keep coming back. That's, you know, why we were really, really happy with those rooms. But, um, and it, it does, it really streamlines the entire operation for us. And, um, our center is fairly small, um, uh, not, not really small, small, but you know, we've got about 2,200 square feet, but the way that, um, we're set up is it's kind of a long shotgun hallway. And mm. the first room is actually directly across from our lounge. Um, but that's only a few feet, you know, from, um, our laundry slash kitchen area where we keep all of our cleaning supplies. And then um, float two is directly across from that room, and three is just a couple of feet away, you know, down the hall. So it makes it really efficient for us to get in and out of the rooms. The one thing I don't like is that, you know, people do see us, if they're sitting in the lounge, they see us mm-hmm. running into float one, like, mm-hmm. gathering up the bundle and, you know, with all of our cleaning supplies. And so we, we're really meticulous about the way that we throw everything into a – we do a soft rug and, you know, fold that up gently, and you have this little pouch that you carry out that looks nice. all nice and neat.
3: Good um, job. Yeah. So
2: people aren't seeing, like – dripping sopping towels and all that stuff coming back out. Um, We really try to button all that up. Um, But there was a lot of thought into the efficiency for scheduling purposes because we knew we were going to be running really lean and who knows when we're going to be hiring, you know, our first um, actual part-time employee. You know, it was a surprise yeah. to us to get the interns that we had. And so we didn't, that was just a cherry on top. And and we're grateful for them. They're both mid-shifters. That You know, they're not there to help us, you know, do all of the opening and closing stuff. They're helping on those busy days and, and extra coverage there. Um,
0: so. Now, this is, oh, Drew, go ahead. <laughs>
1: I was just going to jump in and say, um, Gloria, I run into that problem where maybe someone shows up a little bit early and then the other person isn't there yet. And I've kind of – I've started telling people, hey, the filtration's running. We're not ready yet. And I'll I'll try to delay it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I still try to make it so that, in my mind, we do floats every even hour. And I don't know if you remember this, Gloria. Like two and a half years ago, we talked about this. And I've been to Chicago a bunch of times. I found it to be a very similar city to – to Boston, I'm a suburb of Boston, so I thought there was a lot of similarities between what you do and I do. And I scheduled the same way you did every even hour, two hours for a one hour float. Um, and but people still show up late, people show up late all the time, and it throws things off. And it, it is difficult to manage sometimes when one person shows up 15 minutes early and one person shows up five minutes late. Oh, and they're new, so they need an introduction and they need to go to the bathroom. they forgot they they have contacts in so they got to take those out and now they're getting into the shower and it could be the difference of a half hour and that could be like someone's deep in the middle of the float. and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm very paranoid about can they hear can they not hear yeah i don't think they can but i don't want them to so i'm stressing over it um so i i try to get them i try to make it so that if you're early you're floating by the time your appointment is supposed to start if it's two o'clock And you're in early and you're floating at 2 o'clock, perfect. And if someone comes in late after that, what can you do, right?
3: Yeah, and I like to tell people who do come in early that you may hear, if if they want to go in, that you may be interrupted. You're taking that risk, so you're just managing their expectations when they do hear the shower kick (sighs) over.
0: It's so great talking to other float center business owners because nobody else considers these
3: these things.
0: Nobody else considers that the water hitting the shower pan can be heard in the float tank next door, right? Like, I don't know why. But it's you have to own the business for your brain to be able to process oh, that. It's...
2: Our showers sing to the whole building. And it's so funny because <laughs> I teach yoga upstairs, and I love it. I know exactly when somebody's getting in a tank downstairs. I'm like, oh, there's oh, a funny. shower. <laughs> and some of my yoga students know what it is, too. And they'll kind of pop up, and ah. they, they, like, give me a big thumbs up. Like, <laughs> somebody's floating. <laughs> said, oh, it's so funny. So fun. But you can you can hear the shower go on, so it is. You know, we try to set that expectation too, of like you know, we're gonna get you in early. You might hear the shower next door for just a minute.
3: You know, one uh, – oh, shoot! Okay, one one thing, one thing. When you have that second shower and you know the person's coming out, isn't that like a feeling of relief almost that you guys get? <laughs> so say, say that again. I don't. I don't get when when you hear the shower, yeah. and you know. Somebody has completed that float. Oh yes! It's like this anticipation of them coming out, and but but that every you know, like everything was okay. They're, yeah. they're coming out, right? They
0: stayed in the entire time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. I used to have that. I used to have a lot of that. I've none of that anymore. I, I am a grizzled, okay. heartless monster now. Uh, but I remember what it was like to be a human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to steer this back. Gloria grabbed. Yes. <laughs> Grab the reins for a while. I want to I wanna get this horse back. Up. Drew, no, no. I... <laughs> I have a scheduling
1: point because it, it's actually important. So I have people come in because we do floats every even hour. New person only comes in on an odd hour, which is when someone's getting out, and they leave on the even hour when everything is set up for the next people to go in. So there's not somebody coming in on an even hour when they're gonna sit there and maybe have some side work or do nothing while people are floating.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's something also to consider when people are coming and going
2: on yeah. those shifts. And especially yeah. if it's a shift change and not just like an overlap, there's something really kind of startling for people if they're coming out of a float and all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. a totally different person who's working and yeah. it's like, oh, hey, and it, they're, they're in such a vulnerable place that, you know, mm-hmm. at the very least letting people know like, hey, such and such is going to be here when you get out and um, they'll be happy to take care of you. Um, but it is kind of timing exactly when somebody comes in. And there are times that we want to make sure that a new, a, a, an employee isn't coming in fresh, like in the middle of, of chaos. Like if somebody is going to be checking people in, like you don't want the employee to come in and like have that whole, like, where are you? What's going on? We're going to jump in and help, right. you know? Good. Um, it's just a little too chaotic. We want to maintain that kind of calm.
0: Yes. Gloria. No, no more. Stop. Drew, way to to get it back on track. I want to get back onto what Kim is talking about. I love that. First, I want to get to opening and we could talk about closing too, but how much time do you give your employees for opening and how much time do you give them for closing? I'm just curious where you put the energy. We have our first float at 8am and our employee shows up at seven, which means there's an hour of prep. Uh, you can technically take the bubble wrap off of our open float tank, lay down the towels, and open our shop. You could, if in an emergency, you could do that. But there's also a ton of prep. There's, there's the vacuuming, checking the hydrogen peroxide levels, prepping uh, the tea. There's just all these different things in the background, uh, laundry prep. Is that what you guys are doing? Are you putting it on the back end? Or is it 30 minutes on either side? I'm just curious. For your we schedules. do an
3: hour before and up to an hour and a half after. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: For all of your centers. Yeah. Okay. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
3: Yeah, we actually used to give more time in the morning, as so we do. You know, all of the tank calculations. You know, with five tanks, it's it's a lot of work just to do the tank. You know, take the samples and mm-hmm. test everything before they go in. So, um we did that more in the beginning and then we shortened it to an hour um you know our veterans can do it faster but there's always stuff to do so just getting there for an hour mostly because you know some people show up really early too and you want to be prepared and not rush you don't want to be arriving when the guests arrive right right so not giving them an hour i think is you know not a good thing for our, our, our city um and then on the back end I just think uh, we give them up to an hour and a half and if they get their work done and they have help or a a slow round, they'll get out early. I think everybody knows there's some level of flexibility that when you're done doing your your checklist, then you're done, right? So we have a task list before and after and we use Helm to actually check things off. Nice.
0: Drew, where are you at?
1: I do an hour before for employees, but i show up two hours before geez, right mm-hmm. so i struggle with should i give him a little more time but the caveat mm-hmm. to that is i have a separate pump room for my affiliate all that water that's in the pipes which there's like feet of piping mm-hmm. with water in it mm-hmm. it gets cold overnight i haven't had a properly hvac properly working hvac system since i've owned the building and I just had it, I had the heat installed today and the HVAC, oh, wow. uh, the AC is coming in the next couple of days, but the water cools down overnight. Mm-hmm. So when you plug it in in the morning, it Oof. sends all that cold water back into the tank and drop to temperature. So that's why I got into the habit of showing up two hours ahead of time so that I could plug that in, run it, and then it would warm back up appropriately. But um, generally, I've been telling the... I have one person who opens for me on Wednesdays and he shows up one hour early, but I usually show up. (laughs) I usually show up and do some things before he shows up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in (laughs) there a little bit early. And at the (laughs) end of the day, right. At the end of the night, um, Mondays and Wednesdays, I have employees closing and they have, I let them, I tell them if you want to sit here and talk to people, talk to people, like build those relationships. And Mm -hmm. I have way more flexibility at night. Versus the morning, even though I, I feel like there's probably more to do in the morning. I may be doing that a little bit backwards, but, um, at nighttime that, like you said on that last episode, Dylan, that that's your time to talk to people and kind you can build those relationships if they want to talk and feel like they had an awesome time at your, your float center. Um, so to be a little bit less stressed, yeah, you have a little more flexibility to do what you got to do and get out of there.
0: Drew, I, um, just gotta say, it really concerns me about your filtration system <laughs> with it dropping temperature overnight. Even if you have heat, I want to talk about that either off the air or on a different episode. We should talk about that because that's gonna age your pumps real quickly, and that just sends sends some red alerts off in my head. <laughs> yeah, any <laughs> uh, so tips like, will be appreciated. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll do it on the air. We'll do it on the air. Okay. Um. Uh, Kim.
2: Yeah. Um. So Graham and I actually differ. Big time in this one. Um, we, we are complete opposites. Like I said, I'm a night owl. And so I have no problem sticking around late at night, getting everything all done. And I want to close the day and I want everything to just be like, man, that was a beautiful day. The space is beautiful. And I want, I want to walk out like knowing everything's reset and ready to go. Wow. And he, on the other hand, will walk out right behind the guests. So they're out the door, they get in the car, as <laughs> soon as they drive away, he's out the door. No.
0: So, how? Yeah. how? Um, that can't he does, be.
2: He does a super quick run back and dose, but then he likes to get there a little bit earlier in the morning, and he'll take a little more time to you know make sure to hose the tanks and, and get all of the uh, detail work done that he didn't do the night before. Oh, funny.
0: Oh, that's some of the, like the honeymooner, like new flow center owner. You Mm -hmm. get to get away with these things. I'm closing and opening. But yes,
2: but, and see, typically on Saturday nights I'm closing and then I'm turning around and opening a Sunday and I don't want to rush into that. And so Saturday night, my last folks get out, they're leaving the center around 10 and I've, I've started, you know, a lot of stuff, um, but I wait, of course, to do all the details in the foot room until they're gone. I don't like people to see me doing, you know, the Making big, the deep clean, And, yeah, yeah. They, they don't need to see all of that. I like to keep totally. the magic. Um, and so <laughs> I will stay there later. But then when I come in the next day, like, my opening is a breeze. And because I'm not an opening person, like, I'm not a morning person, <clears throat> it makes it easier on me. But if I have to right. come in there and do all <laughs> of the, like... Hardcore scrubbing, doing so much and, like, rushing to get it all done. My brain's not firing anyway. It just sets the day to this, like, uh, awful, yeah. awful state. So Funny. we're totally different. But, you know, I'll take an hour typically to close, and then we come in an hour before for opening. Um, but he lives there a lot more than I do. And so he, uh, he he scoots out as fast as he can, wants to get home, and uh, then he'll deal with it the next day.
0: Yeah. That'd be yeah. me for sure. I'm going to have way more energy first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, what about a uh, single person working? So only single person's opening. Is that true until the first transition? And I, And I think it's probably nomenclature throughout the industry, but a transition is when people are leaving their floats and other people are coming into their floats. So is a single person in there for, are we all even hours or Kim, are you odd? Even. Wow, that's so mm-hmm. that's funny. I, I have I, thought... I have both. I
3: have one, oh, you know, I have two locations in one city, yeah. so I've got them opposite.
0: Good, good, cool.
3: But uh, yes, the common practice for us is to open with one, have one person come in during the top of the next odd hour. If we run on the evens, right, and um, have that person there till the mid shift person basically stays until the last float of the night gets in, and then there's mm-hmm. one closer.
0: So the first person to come in comes in an hour before the transition? Correct. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we do 30 minutes before, just to, to get my part out of the way. Mm. Oh, I guess that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> having employees. Right, right. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, Gloria, you're more robust with your employment. You you cover the schedule with employees more than, more than we do. We definitely run it more bare bones. It is um,
3: definitely, you know, it's our biggest investment. For sure, and I it's. Love that. There are times where you know I will kind of bird eye the schedules and look at the occupancy and maybe move people around, but it mm-hmm. to me it kind of helps us maintain that standard, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cause people to stress out, and it gives a little wiggle room for people to be late. And my fear for <laughs> starting people in the half hour before a float starts mm-hmm. are trifled. One is what if they walk into something that's not ready and we have a full schedule? Like what do we do then? Right. Yeah. I am kind of preparing for what might not be a positive situation. You've got to have at least reaction time. And then two, Mm. you know, just the fact that the guest sometimes does arrive early and I don't want somebody coming in at the same time as the guest. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. That's just, I think that's the Disney in me. Like, there's backstage and there's you know front of house, yeah, back of house. Yep, yep, there's yep. backstage, on stage. and I like to keep that very separate. I see Kim nodding. Like,
2: oh yeah. Yeah. I was is, I was I was a dis- uh, Disney College Program too, and so, uh, so, yeah, so I was, there's something no we about love each other the magic. So much. Yes. yes. And I mean I'm a stickler on things, and that's one of the things that I'm constantly telling my team is. Yeah. You know those keep little the bitty sausage things.
3: sausage making. In yes. The back. Yes.
2: Right? And I don't want like the the label on the towel. Um, sticking out, like, the way that it hangs on the wall. Don't let the labels hang out. Like, that's just a little piece of magic, and it's such a little thing, but it matters. Like, there's something about just that overall aesthetic, and I'm... Oh, oh, my
3: gosh. Dylan, did you know we were just cut from the same cloth here? I mean, it's scary.
0: You know, you two are having a love fest, and I understand you went to the same college. Disney has colleges now, but I, I... but I do say like, I also like have the embroidered part of the, the hand towel facing upward in this yeah. direction, have it visible, have the, uh, the earplugs and the Vaseline and this, this or vitamin A and D mm-hmm. ointment laid out this way. And I want it very aesthetically pleasing and the mm-hmm. exact same every time. I don't yeah. care if we don't have other multiple, uh, other locations, whatever room you go into, it's going to look this way. That's really important to me. And so, um, uh, that that's interesting to me. The whole hour mark feels like excessive amount of time mm-hmm. for me. Um, so when our employees come in, they know it's time to get turnover. They go, you know, let's look at the schedule. Who's coming in? Are there new clients? Um, so the first person who comes in always is cleaning the room. So it's a little bit easier in that when you walk in, you know you're not going to be, giving any introductions. You get time to acclimate oh, to what's going on. That's it's the person difference. who's there who gives intros. Mind you, there's the opener. Um, they need to give intros if somebody's floating for the first time. But um, And then we rotate. Every shift, uh, excuse me, every transition rotates so that you kind of don't get burnt out on giving intros. You don't get burnt out on cleaning. <clears throat> and and you, you just have the ebb and flow. So I'm curious, Gloria, do you do things a little bit differently in that our person doesn't, while they do get the turnover and they understand who needs like thank you cards in their rooms and all that, uh, they don't have to take everything on. Whereas it's the person who's there who's going to be the customer facing person
3: at that point. So what the way we do it is that the transition person automatically is cleaning the rooms. Oh, funny. The person who put them in, who was there before the customer's ah. introduction, is picking up the relationship.
0: I like that right that's so
3: cool. you're not really breaking up the re- experience mm-hmm. for the guest yep. they never saw anybody clean rooms which is the way we want it sausage making behind the curtain and now they're the same friendly face that brought them in briefed them and offers oh, them and because you have know three
0: coffee, people cheese and rice
3: tea or water <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks for laughs> yeah and that's the way it's Disney. supposed to work out plus you know the the morning person has done a lot of the heavy lifting they've already Right. Touched up the salt from the night before. And, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff. So it's, it's a good way to kind of break up and share the responsibility of cleaners.
0: So because you have a third person, then another person initiates the initial uh, walkthrough and then touches base with them again on the outro.
3: Yeah. And it kind of works out because of the way the scheduling works. You know, it's just there's not two people starting at the same time. There's an opener closer in the middle. Right. Got it, got it.
0: Oh wow, Gloria, man, I want to open your financial books. I want to look. Through, I want to look through every aspect of there's your. Not business. much to That's...
3: see right now. You know? I mean, That's every dollar impressive. we've made. I mean, there's a way to spend it, right? So sure, of it's just yeah. it's crazy, um, but I do think it's an investment, right? So instead of framing it in the eyes of an expense, think of it as an expense, as an investment, investment to you know, achieve one incremental sale or one incremental positive review or whatever the case is. I mean, you're, debe- you're investing in developing those relationships. And if you pay somebody $13 an hour or whatever the amount is that you pay in your state, um, if, I mean, if they can do one thing in terms of transitioning a relationship into a member or a package or, you know, giving them some kind of positive experience, it's worth that investment to us just to keep them coming
0: back. I love that. And I love you had mentioned that you have a lot of retail. Well, I don't know if a lot is the right word, but you have retail that are somewhat big ticket items. Um,
3: Some.
0: On it, you know, is it's it's not a cheap, it's not a candy bar that you're picking up on the way out. And so those actually might be worth the investment to, to make sure you have that through with people and have that, I hate to call it an upsell, but to, to have that extra sale. Well, it's, it it's just
3: education, word. right? So. Cool it's truly education and again theory versus execution right the vision is that we have somebody who is on the customer service part of the ship who is educated about all these things and can proactively speak about these things and you know maybe get somebody to try something they might not have tried before but in theory you know that person might be just sitting at the front desk and not doing that right because they're not up to speed on the training so it goes back to training and getting people comfortable to make that third person actually worth the investment of being there. But oftentimes, you know, we also look at the other way that we're just giving employees a break by having that rotation because cleaning five rooms in an inefficient fleet center, because it was our first one and we didn't do everything right. (laughs) um, It's hard. It's much Uh, harder to work at our first location than it is our third night and day. Yeah, I'm sure that's
0: a lot of rooms. My goodness. I mean, we yeah. have two extra LMTs in our building, but they're doing their own sheets and everything. So it really is just four rooms, four float rooms at our center.
3: Yeah, and when you have, uh, quote, European showers with no, you know, shower curtains and where everybody drains together. that weren't pitched, so you're <laughs> chasing my water place, out the door. <laughs> I mean, you know, the theory of how this place was supposed to operate when I uh, designed it is yes. not the reality. It's right. hard, and it's inefficient, and right. it's just... A lot of work.
0: Hmm. This has been fascinating. Are there any other scheduling, either tips you want to share or questions you guys have before we wrap it up? All right, guys. Fascinating. Fascinating. Scheduling. I'm learning so much. Every, every episode, I'm learning something. How wonderful is that? It's almost like that's what we intended. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for Kim, Gloria, and Drew for being with us tonight. It's a damn pleasure. Every single, every single evening we get to hang out. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about our float centers. Uh, at, like an episode like tonight is, uh, such a great time for me to understand, like there's so many points of views on how to run a business and how to schedule your employees and how to schedule yourselves, uh, in there. Uh, Thanks uh, for supporting us on Patreon. means a lot to us. Check out the different tiers on how you can support us while we help you in uh, running your business and and uh, with your social media. Thanks for supporting – or uh, you can support us on Amazon.com if you bookmark us uh, every uh, time you spend some money. If you bookmark us, a couple ducats come our way, and we appreciate that. We're available for consulting, artofthefloat.com forward slash consulting, and uh, I'll just say it. Thanks, Kim, for taking show notes. We'. Uh to everybody else have a great night and we'll see you next week before we completely sign off i want to give thanks to float away oh yeah these guys have been floating floating us yeah yeah they've been floating this podcast since day one sponsoring the show they believed in us and we really appreciate it and we believe in their float tanks we've got a tranquility float tank we had an old, used one that was so good for us for like six years, I want to say. And we finally wanted to replace it and get some upgrades. We got a new version with starlights in the ceiling. They really iterate on their float tanks um, every year. They're they're improving it. And so what they were doing, gosh, I wonder how long they've been making float tanks. I mean, it's well over ten years. But I'm curious if it's going all the way back to twenty years. I'd have to find out. These guys have been been have been in the business for quite some time now. They're iterating, 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 and making it better and better. So these aren't just float tanks. They're really beautifully crafted tools for you to, um, what's the word? They're really beautifully crafted tools to be functional for you and for your clients. And they're just kind of sexy looking too. Tranquility float tank, float cabins, float arounds. They, they do it all. They'll, they'll meet your needs for the type of float center that you're trying to open. Floataway.com is where you want to go.